welcome to the Sweat and Reflect podcast, where we'll break down how life is happening for you, not to you. I'm Meredith, a 30-something former teacher, widow, and life coach who's focused on empowering women to live their best lives no matter what they've experienced in the past. We'll laugh together, cry together, and at the end of the day, grow together. Are you ready to sweat and reflect your way through this crazy thing called life? Okay then, let's go. Hey friend, welcome back. I can't believe we're halfway through December. Like this is absolutely bananas. 2023 will be here before we know it. And as a result of things just winding down in 2022, in regards to me just like really trying to get even more in tune with my body and my intuition. There are a lot of things I want to say to you. (laughs) Um, There are some key topics, some key concepts that I've been mulling over in my head, and I think they deserve a space on this platform to, to open a dialogue with you about what I'm experiencing in real time, and also how I think we are all going through very similar things, especially if you find yourself like me in your mid-30s. But honestly, a lot of the things that I have coming to my mind right now, it doesn't matter how old you are, it's always going to be something that you have to deal with. So there are a few topics that are coming your way um, towards the end of the month. I already have what I think are really great ideas to kind of narrow the focus and give you even more tangible, focused content come 2023. So I'm super excited for all of that. And then that leads me to today's episode. So to be transparent, (laughs) as I usually am on here, today in real time right now is my one year anniversary with Ryan. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, is this a topic that I want to bring to the podcast? Is it going to come off as braggy? You know, I don't obviously want this to, con- the, the podcast to just be a a platform for me just to like solely share my story without providing you with some context, with some feedback. So I was a little hesitant to make today's topic focused on my one-year anniversary with Ryan, but after talking to Ryan, I think it would actually be really beneficial for me to kind of break down what I've learned over the past year. So yes, I could sit here and talk about all of the lovey-dovey things. I could have had Ryan on and we could have had, you know, a dialogue about what this past year has meant to both of us, but if you've been here for a while, you know that this is my first relationship since Tim died. This is my, you know, second relationship since I was 18. I, you know, met Tim when I was 18 and we were together until his death at 31. I think I was just about to turn 31. Um, it's crazy. Like time is a thief in that regard. In so many ways, it feels like his death just happened. And in other ways, I can't even really comprehend how old I was at a certain point. But I digress. No, I must have been 31. Okay, anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, 
So stepping into a relationship was a very big deal for me. And even now, you know, I've obviously posted over the past few weeks, a few of the like firsts um, that Ryan and I have shared, you know, our first talk, um, first exchange on Bumble, our first date, and now we have our first anniversary. So it's a lot of really exciting things. But in the back of my head, I can't help but be like, should I be sharing all of this? And not because I'm not excited, not because I have something to hide, but as a widow and as the widow of an alcoholic, you know, I often find myself like wondering what other people think about me sharing this part of my life, right? Sharing this relationship, sharing my happiness. And there are moments where I think, you know, are there people who think I've moved on too fast? And then I have to check myself and say, Meredith, it doesn't matter, right? I started dating when I was ready, when I had done the work on myself. And again, I continue to do work on myself. You know, it's a never ending journey, but I did not put myself in a situation to date until I really felt like I was at a place where I could open myself up to someone else. And, you know, I also then remember, like, no one was in my marriage. You know, no one was living and breathing and and feeling what I was feeling on a daily basis. And that's not, like, a blame game. That's not to say, you know, this is not, like, a directed, a thing directed at Tim. But it's, you know, again, nobody was in my shoes. And so if to the outside world, it looks like after now two and a half years um, of Tim's passing, it's crazy that I've already been in a year-long relationship. You know what? Buzz off. (laughs) I know what I am doing. I know that I am still very much honoring my past. I think about Tim daily and just because I am moving forward and I am allowing myself to love and be loved in a romantic way does not take away from what I had with Tim, nor does it diminish how I continue to feel about Tim and the grief I still very much experience as a result of his death. And I think this is actually something I've been wanting to say for a while. I just... It's something that I've just had to come to terms with, right? Because again, putting yourself out there, especially in a situation, I mean, in any situation, but especially in a situation like this, where there is a lot of judgment and I try to be incredibly respectful and cognizant of Tim's family and just balancing it all in my own family. But at some point I realize, and I continue to remind myself almost daily that I can only do what's right for me. And that I think is the perfect segue into what I want to share with you today, which are the five things that I've learned over the past year of being in this relationship. And so the first thing is what I just said, like I have to do what's best for me. And I have made a lot of decisions this past year, specifically within this relationship, that people have questioned. 
but I've gone with my gut. I've gone within my, with my intuition and I've gone with how I have felt, but also I've really reflected on where I've been. Right. And whether you're in a similar situation to me or you are just, again, from think back to where you were on December 14th of last year, you know, what decisions have you made the past year that have actually been for you, that have benefited you, that have not been worried about everybody else's opinions? That's something that we all need to like hold on to and really kind of come to terms with, right? I have made decisions that are in my best interest, period. The second thing I've learned is a need versus a want. And this is a very basic concept, right? This is something that we talk about in school, in kindergarten. Like, do you need that? Um, Do you want that? It's something that we think about when it comes to diet culture, right? Like, do you need that cookie? Do you want that cookie? But I've really had to take time, I mean, since Tim's death and doing a lot of reflective work, but really within the past year with Ryan, think about what I need versus what I want. And when I think back to the girl and the woman that I was in my relationship with Tim, there were so many instances now looking back where it was all based on a want, right? Like wanting to make this work, wanting to keep this person in my life, wanting to have all of the boxes checked, wanting to have this perfect life. And as I take a step back, there was, you know, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But now that I've, I'm older and I've taken a step back and I've reflected, I realize that I need more than I want. So I need Ryan in my life, right? I, I need the calm and the peace and the intelligence and the, intuitiveness that he brings, the emotional intelligence that he brings to our relationship and which helps me in turn reflect on what I continue to need. Um, But I also realize that, you know, I don't need Ryan to survive. Right? I... And very much realizing that I am a strong, independent woman, which I have to tell myself a lot of the time because sometimes I still have a hard time believing it. But, you know, I want Ryan in my life, right? I, I don't need him to survive. I need him in the sense of what generous and wonderful things he brings to my life. And I want to continue to keep that, but I don't need him to survive. And there was a point in my marriage where I needed Tim in order to survive. And I distinctly remember telling him that I need you. I will not survive without you. And that dependency, you know, created this, this intermingling, this, this narrative, this layering effect that I didn't even realize how deeply was embedded in our relationship. And so now being in a relationship where I know myself so much better, where I am 
confident in who I am and where I'm allowing myself to speak my voice and really continue to step into who I am, I realize again, there are so many things I need about, I need from Ryan and I, you know, love about Ryan, but I want him in my life, right? I don't need him in order to, to move forward. And I hope that makes sense because even now as I'm sitting here, I'm like, am I saying the right thing? But again, there was a time in my life where I needed another person in order to survive. That's what I truly believed. And now I'm at a point where I, I need love and support and companionship because that's what lights me up. But I want it with Ryan and I want a relationship that continues to grow and is not based on my inherent need to survive and it's a fine line right it's a delicate balance so if there's something in your life where you feel like you've developed this need right that you will not survive without this thing I really encourage you to take a step back and ask yourself why Why do you need this thing in order to survive? The third thing I realized is how important communication is. And, you know, as a podcaster, as a former teacher, as just a human being, it's something that I think we all take for granted just how simple communication should be but how complicated we make it when we are not willing to look inward and actually articulate what it is that we want and need and also when we are in relationships platonic familial romantic where the other person is unable to articulate what they need you know being in this relationship with ryan It's a conversation that I've had with him, but also with my therapist. Like, it blows my mind how easy our communication is. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we don't have fights. That doesn't mean to say that sometimes we don't each put our, you know, foots in our mouth, our foot in our mouths. Um, But this form of communication is nothing that I've ever known before in any other form of relationship. And it just reminds me how, again, doing that work on myself is allowing me to really articulate and to communicate what it is that I need and what I want and what I deserve. And so taking this back to you and and where you are in your life, do you feel like you are able to communicate or do you feel like that chakra right in your throat is blocked? Because if you feel like that is blocked off, you are going to continue to Be stuck where you are. And I don't want that for you. And you don't want that for yourself. So I really encourage you to continue to to reflect in addition to everything else that we've talked about. But reflect on how you communicate with others. And let me just say, I am still working on my ability to communicate with other individuals in my life right? The way I communicate with Ryan is showing me that I can very much use my voice and stand on my own two feet even more than I even realized. But I know that I still have relationships in my life where I have to articulate myself even more. 
right? And I have to be confident using my voice and communicating. And so maybe that's even something for you. Maybe you feel super together and able to communicate and work, but you don't feel that way in your personal relationships. Dig into that. Why is that the case, right? Because we should be able to freely speak and communicate our wants, our needs, our desires without fear, without feeling that block in that chakra. The fourth thing is just this easiness and this peace, which I I mentioned before, you know, I never realized in kind of the thick of things just how tense I was all the time and how kind of like I was just, actually this goes into the fourth, the fifth point, like how desperate I was to control everything, right? I needed a structure. I needed to be in control. I needed to be the center of things. I needed, I needed, I needed. And it put this boulder on my shoulders. It put this weight and this intensity in me that I just kept compounding as the years went on. And Again, this was very much a me thing, right? And my inability to look inward, my inability to reflect, my inability to to want to see what was really coming up for me. And in doing the work in, as a result of Tim's death, as a result of being in therapy and putting myself in a position to really own who I was going into dating, I realized, again, just how much lighter I am and how this easiness and this peace is so welcome and it feels easy and it feels peaceful because I'm at peace with myself for the most part. I mean, like, again, we all have things to work on. I still have things to work on, but as a result of all of this work that I've been doing, I've been able to transfer this into my relationship with Ryan. And a lot of this also has to do with Ryan and what he is able to reciprocate and what he brings to the relationship and how we very much have this energy where we feed off of each other in the best ways. But having that, having him, and again, being in therapy and being able to communicate with him and understanding my needs and my wants and all of these things that we've been talking about, I realized that as scary as this feeling is to feel this lightness, to not feel this bolder, It's the way things are supposed to be, right? Things aren't supposed to feel so heavy and overwhelming and dark and confusing, right? There is supposed to be this, this easy, this easiness. And this is something I talk to my therapist about a lot. Like it shocks me and it scares me that this can be so easy. But when you've put in the work to understanding who you are, when you've put in the work to peel back the layers of yourself, and when you have found someone, again, romantically, platonically, whatever, who is willing and who has done work and is opening themselves up to you, that lightness and that easiness is able to spread. It's evil to, it's even, oh my gosh, it's able to become accessible to both of you. And that energy and that vibe is just something that you can continue to grow and foster and explore. And it's mind blowing. 
honestly, it has been a loss for words a lot of the time because this was a feeling that in the back of my head, I always knew I wanted and that I deserved, but I didn't know how to get. And again, this ties back to what me as the individual, what you as the individual are willing to do for yourself, right? The the introspective work, the reflection, the therapy, all of those things. That's what helps get you to a point where you can look back on the past year, again, whether it's in your work, in a romantic relationship, in a platonic relationship, a familiar relationship, and say, what is it that I've been doing that has either contributed positively to this relationship or has negatively impacted this relationship? And there's no right or wrong and there's no blame, right? You cannot blame yourself because you didn't know any better. You weren't ready to step into this this realm of your life where you were willing to do the work and that's okay, right? No matter if you're exactly where I am, where you're continuing to do the work and you're having these revelations, or if you're just at the starting line, that's okay. We're not all meant to be at the exact same place at the exact same time. But I can promise you that if you actually lean in to learning and uncovering and discovering parts of yourself, when you look back to this time, at this point next year, right? December 14th of 2023, and you think back to December 14th of 2022, I hope you feel light. I hope you feel like you are unblocked and you are using your voice, that you are very clear about what you need and you want in your life, that you have no need to control every little thing. Again, maybe none of this applies to you. And if that's the case, that's amazing. But if you're still working like me, that's amazing too. And I'm proud of you for acknowledging that and for being here and for putting yourself in a situation to learn and to grow even more. Life is crazy, man right? We think we have everything figured out in our 20s when we're 18. All of, right? I look back at my 20s, I'm like, I thought I had all of that shit figured out. And now I'm realizing I didn't, right? I had what I thought I needed to have figured out, figured out, but it turns out none of that was what was really meant for me. And to clarify, because I feel like I need to clarify, I'm not talking about my relationship with Tim, right? That's a piece of it. I'm talking about the individual that I was at that time outside of Tim and the way that I viewed the world and the way that I felt I had to communicate. And being on this journey, while at times is like a gut punch and I can't believe I'm here, there are also times where I can't believe I'm here. And that I get this chance to explore myself on a different level, to grow, to be who on some level I always knew I was meant to be. And I'm still not done growing and you're not done growing. No matter how old you are as you are listening to this episode right now, it is not too late. It is only too late if you dig in your heels and you refuse to do some inner work. 
but that's not you because you're here and you're listening and you want to grow and you want to adapt and you want to live your best freaking life. And I want that for you. So I hope you take this conversation and you really think about what I've been, what we've been talking about here, right? These five things, doing what is best for you, understanding what you need versus what you want, communicating, an easiness, a peace in your life that also coincides, goes hand in hand with a need to not control everything. You can do this. We can do this. You are a strong, incredible woman. And I cannot wait to see where you are in December, on December 14th of 2023. Nowhere to go but up, girlfriend. So let's do this. Hey, friend. I know the holiday seasons can be overwhelming. They can be emotional. They can be a whole lot of things. Know that I'm here for you. I love you. I'm supporting you. And I'm sending you strength and love and happiness. And I'm giving you permission to just be as you are. You don't need it, right? You can write your own permission slip, but I'm giving you permission to be as you are this holiday season. I'm always here for you. And I know no matter what you are going through, it is meant for you and it is helping you become the woman that you are destined to be. I love you and I'll talk to you soon.